I want to say thank you to our uh, musicians and our worship leaders today. They put a lot of practice in, although today they put about 10 minutes worth of practice in. Um, Jackson, uh, he's got his favorite dog. How many of you know that we sometimes love our dogs more than we love our kids? And our kids love our dogs more than they love us. Um, Jackson, his dog is Hook. He's a, he's my old hunting dog. He's a retired dog, and he just sleeps with him. He sleeps with Jackson on his bed, and they're just best friends. He looks out for him. You know, he, he, Jack, I can't tell you how much he loves this dog. Well, our dog, Hook, he uh, escaped the door today without us knowing. And uh, before church, we, we were driving around the neighborhood trying to find find him. And um, we couldn't find him, so we had to come to church. Well, we received a call just about five minutes before church started. And they found him, and he had been hit by a car. And uh, so uh, Jackson was over there. And he had the prayer request today that we would find Hook and that he wouldn't be hit by a car. And, well, that's just exactly what happened. But it's kind of hard, because not so much for the dog, but because of what my son is going to have to go through and my daughter right now. But um, anyways, Katie left to go take the kids to the vet. I think we're going to have to put them down. But uh, with that, that left the worship team ready to just kind of be on the moment. And so I'm, I'm thankful. Thank you guys for that. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, God is going to teach uh, our kids a, a lesson in this somewhere, and uh, we're just going to love on them. But let's pray. God, I thank you that you're with us today. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your love. Reveal yourself to us today by your power of your Holy Spirit once again. In Jesus' name, say together, amen. Well, I hope that um, you're planning on coming to Dick Williams this next Sunday. It, we're going to spend all day together, all day. I mean, all morning, and then in the afternoon, we're going to ha- have lunch together, and then we're going to come back for a Sunday evening service. How many of you remember Sunday evening services, right? I mean, that was just the staple. You had Sunday morning, went to s- the Sunday night, and uh, so we're going to have a Sunday night service here, and it's going to be powerful. I believe that Dick is going to, uh, he's got a very unique ministry. He does, he plays the guitar uh, while he ministers and speaks. Uh, it's, it's a very free-flowing type of um, words that, that come through him. I believe that God speaks and uses him in a very gentle way, and I believe that he will speak to you uh, in a very profound, dynamic way on Sunday. Um, it's very unique. We've never had anything like this at our church uh, in the six years. This is totally different. We're, we're going to have him for all three services, so I hope that you plan. Some people may come to the first service and may stick around for the second one. It's just going to be that unique. Uh, so next Sunday is going to be, um, if you can make it, be here. So it's going to be good. Uh, Glenn and Georgette, Georgette, is today your last Sunday? Today is her last Sunday. I wanted to pray for her. Georgette uh, is, is going over to California. She's moving there. Glenn is, and Georgette were married here at this church, uh, and they're, uh, they've been growing, thriving. Glenn came on Easter Sunday, what was it, two years ago, three years ago, somewhere right around there? And uh, they are, uh, they've grown spiritually together. You know, they've just become family. So Georgette's going to go, and then uh, Glenn's going to uh, type a few things here and then go down that way. But I want, can we just pray over them? Because distance is kind of hard for a marriage anyways. Uh, Sherry, yeah, just place your hand on her shoulder. Georgette, we're going to pray for blessings over you. Glenn, we're going to pray for blessings over you. God, I pray for this marriage protection in the name of Jesus, God, because distance is where Satan would like to come in and, and divide even more. But God, I pray for a closer unity in their marriage. 
that Satan will not be able to penetrate. I pray for blessings in the name of Jesus over Georgette as she goes. Lord, just provide every step of the way that she needs. Those open doors that are open there for her to walk through, you have provided. We pray for continued open doors, or even for Glenn, God, as he is here. Lord, protect him, watch over him in the work and the things that he has to do here. Lord Jesus, just equip him in the way that he needs to be equipped and bless them in Jesus' name. As she is sent off to he- over to here, over to California, bless them with the church family, Lord Jesus, that will surround her with your love. In Jesus' name, amen. In the last few weeks, um, we've been in this series, uh, Why Do We Do What We Do? And, and Sean, as a heads up, you know, sometimes Sundays get a little bit hectic. We had a power outage, so my sermon notes aren't going to match the screen. So, Sean, you're just going to have to roll with me on this and just kind of be there. You ready? He's so good. I'm thankful for Sean and the media. Um, we've been doing the sermon series, Why Do We Do What We Do? I love asking the question, why? And um, it's important for us because then we are able to respond with truth of the actions that we are doing. Today we're going to be talking about, our final sermon is, why do we come to church? Why are you here today? You may have been asked that question. You may have been uh, asking that question this morning. Why am I going to church today? It's Memorial Weekend. It's raining outside. There's lots of excuses not to go to church. But... We're going to discover the benefits and the profound um, reasons why you are here today and the decisions that you made to be here. Some of you know why you're here. In fact, I think most of us know why we're here. We're here to experience God in a new way, and he's going to speak to you. And yes, we want that. But why, if somebody says, why do you go to church, what's our response? I'm going to give you uh, three basic principles, I think, ideas that maybe you can put in your back pocket because sometimes, you know, it's hard to give an answer when you don't really know. But here's just some things that Peter says, be prepared with an answer in and out of season so you, you have a, a reason to give that answer. I know I just butchered that scripture verse, but you're following me. We're going to give an answer here. Church is, church, I'm not going to say the church, but church, right? Sunday morning service. We're talking about Sunday morning service. I think some people are afraid of that, right? Organized religion. It just makes people kind of cringe. I don't like organized religion. Um, or we hear, I'm not spirit, or I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. Uh, I, I, I am the church, so I don't need to go to church. We hear some of these things, and it's really kind of a pitfall. Yes, you are the church, but we are the church when we come together. The church is not about the building, and yet the church building holds us together. Otherwise, we'd be in a miserable mess in the rain. Uh, it's important for us to come to church and understanding why. And the more that the culture that we live in, honestly, is becoming less church-oriented, there's kind of a, uh, a struggle. And I would say that's a spiritual warfare. Now, we know that there are a lot of millennials that are leaving uh, mainstream uh, religions right now by the droves. But... On the other hand, the millennials are very much ready to encounter God in a spiritual, authentic, genuine way. So they're, they're, they don't want the religiousness of things. They want to experience God. So that's the great thing about millennials is that they are really after the heart of God. So we, can't, we don't have to get discouraged about what is happening. I think that God is just moving and, and birthing something inside of people about really what church is about. Right, that's kind of what the question is. Why, are we, why do we go to church? That's the question that's being asked. What I love about our church, and that's New Life Northview, is I think we're just at that point in our DNA that we, most of us are here, and I would say probably all of us as I'm looking around, we don't come to church because it's just what we do or have to, or it's just something that is. 
I think that all of us understand that being here is beneficial. And that being here is not to just fill a seat because I think that all of us here, if we're just here to fill a seat, we're just out of here. I mean, why waste our time, right? I mean, we've, we've preached about it enough to say church doesn't get you to heaven. Uh, church attendance doesn't gain you the heart of God. But can I say the opposite end? When people say they don't need church, that's incorrect. They don't need to go to church. That's incorrect. You may not need to go to church for your salvation, but let me tell you, you are going to be a very weak Christian if you're trying to do this by yourself. God has orchestrated people to be together. Be together. He's orchestrated for you to be encouraged, to spur one another on, to bear one another's burdens, to pray for one another, right? This happens with one another. The body has many parts, many members. We are one body, but we have many different diversities. When you look around the church, when you look in between the rows and behind you, in front of you, you see a lot of different personalities, a lot of different cultures, a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different jobs that are represented here, right? Just a lot of different struggles, a lot of different victories. There's just a lot. And we come into this place, and it's really a miracle every single Sunday because we get to shake hands and embrace during our greeting time with people that we would never probably associate with other than Jesus Christ, which is the church, right? That is what unifies us and unifies us together as Jesus. That is what makes the body. The body is New Life Northview, but it's also the body of Christ, which is global. So we have our here, New Life Northview, in the church that we go on Sunday, and then we have the church and its mission, which is global and reaching. The church, going to church, is not, should not, will not be a place of show. Right? Now, this, this message is really for us. I think it's a reminder, and it's a healthy reminder for us to just talk about this. Um, not that I feel like it's necessary that we're in this place, that anybody feels that way, but it's always good for us to just make sure that we're open and honest and talking about this. And, and I think it just increases our awareness of why we come to church on Sunday morning. I even know it can be a little difficult, right? Getting up, getting out of bed can be hard. Back in the day, Sunday evenings and that sort of thing, it was hard. It was hard to come to church. You know why? Because when I had to go to church on Sunday evening, it was right when uh, Davy Crockett was playing on TV. Or uh, Marty Stalford, uh, Wild America. Anybody else remember that? <laughs> Me and my brother do. A couple of you do. Uh, and, and those were our favorite shows. Dad, come on. We, I, we're we're going to miss Marty Stalford. Man, this is not good. Sacrifices come, you know, when you have to put God first. But there's a benefit. I want to talk about those benefits of why we come. The church is not about filling a seat, but it's about filling your heart. The church is not the goal. The church's goal is for us to come closer to Jesus. The goal as a Christian is not to come to church. The goal is to come closer to Jesus. You see this? But there's a bridge and there's a marriage. When you come to church, you come closer to Jesus. The church is you and I. The church is about increasing your faith. Hopefully your, your faith is being challenged, increased, because the word of God is being preached, right? Therefore, faith is being built and increased inside your spirit. The church, and I wrote down a few things that just personally, and this took me about 30 seconds. I just wrote down why I go to church. And here's just some things that I wrote. And it's no real particular order, but it was something that I just kind of brainstormed, just spit it on out there. So I'm going to 
read them to you. The church is this for me. It's meaningful. It's purposeful. It's expressive. It's motivating. It's empowering. And it's challenging. It touches the intellect as well as the heart. It's relational. It's thought-provoking and contemplative. It's community. It's about receiving. It's about giving. It's about experiencing something out of this world. It's creative. It's innovative. But it, but it also never changes. It's refreshing and rejuvenating. It's life-altering. It's about life transformation. It's foundational. It's functional. It's historical. It's present. It's future. It's relevant. And it's biblical. The church is dynamic when we read this. When we hear this. We get to see that the church is active, it's moving, it's living, because you are active, moving, and living. And God's word is active, moving, and living, and it's active and moving, living inside of you. Changing and molding us. So the church really should be changing and molding because God is changing and molding you. And if he's changing and molding you, and you and I are the church, we should be a changing thing with stability of centered on Christ Jesus, correct? We've experienced that, this. I mean, we have changed uh, we've had to change as God has molded and shaped us since the days of the dance studio. We are we have uh, a, a, a different um, goals and visions of how to uh, accomplish certain things that we can accomplish now that are different or couldn't accomplish then. So we are continually God is challenging us and motivating us to move move um, this church into the direction where He is moving us. So there's two reasons why we come to church that we're going to look at today. And I think this applies to me as well as you and to us. And there's really three, and it's in a sentence, but it's this. Why I go to church. Why I go to church? church I go to church because it's about God changing me, or it's about God changing us. God changing me so that we can love others. Right? So we put this into a sentence. Why do you go to church? I go to church because, I, because God changes me so that I can... Love others. And we do that together. You don't have to do it alone. So those are the three things. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love others as yourself. Love God. Love others together. That's the premise of this message today. Why do I go to church? Love God. Love others. And we do it together. It's a healthy model. It's a healthy perspective of knowing that you're not in this by yourself. Too many Christians go by it, go through their spiritual journey by themselves. I thank God for you because I don't have to go through my journey by myself, but I have you with me. You have the person next to you, behind you, in front of you. From the front row to the back row, we're in this together. Can I say that? If you have something that you're going through, we want to join with you in prayer. Dan Catalan. God's doing some amazing things in his life right now. We're praying for healing. And God is, God is touching his body. But you know what I'm seeing? When I visit Dan and I'm seeing Alicia and I'm seeing Carly. And I've known Carly since she was a teenager. She was in my youth group. I go there and Dan's sick. He's very, very sick. And as I talk to him, he, this is some, he said this was last week. He's sick as a dog. He's bad, bad shape. He needs your prayers. Infections in his body. And he could barely speak. And he says to me, I, I feel the love of Jesus. This is what he said. As much, his, whole, his whole body's in pain right now. You, you touch him, I touched his arm to pray for him, and he winced. He said, I, I, I can't believe how much God loves me. I said, why, Dan? He said, 
because he went through something so much more painful than this just for me. God is speaking to him about the pain that he's going through and reminding him that he went through that for him. Something greater than that and showing the love on him. Carly needs Jesus. She's seeing her dad's faith grow and flourish right now. She, I was able to talk with her and give her a hug and, and pray over her dad. Pray with the family. Pray with Alicia. Alicia's faith has just been growing the last few years. And, and in this, I see God just settling in a new faith. But, you know, Dan's not doing this by himself. Dan has the prayers of you. He has the support of you. And we are continuing to pray for you. And that happens all across. Kathy. God's moving in her. She's in the unseen and in some of those things we just don't know. But God knows and we have been supporting you and praying for you. And we just know that God is touching her. There's a miracle there. They're a walking miracle. The body of Christ is meant to be together. Our church, New Life Northview, we want to be together. And we are. And I hope that we're more than just friends, more than acquaintances that, we're, that we share. One of the things that I love is that this new direction of seeds groups. People in the seeds groups, you know what I'm talking about. There's those times where you're really sharing and carrying each other's burdens and you're opening up into a new world of just faith with one another that is just new. It's exploring something that is deep. See, we've been told that we're a friendly church, but I really believe that we're striving to be more than just a friendly church because let's face it, there's a lot of friendly churches out there. I want you to discover some friends at church. Somebody that you can say, hey, they know my struggles, they know my weaknesses, I know that they're going to support me in prayer, I know that, that, that they care for me, they're going to they're rejoice in the victories that are there. That's the church, that's the New Testament church, that's us, and I believe that we are being strengthened every single week. Can I just say, I'm so honored to be with a church that is growing spiritually before we grow numerically. Numbers aren't, aren't bad or wrong. Some churches will say, some will say numbers are bad, 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 that's wrong, that's incorrect. Numbers are great. It's a good evaluator that we are reaching people. Numbers means people. As long as we don't treat people as just a number, right? We don't want to do that. But the church, we want to treat people as in God's doing something in them. So we should be growing. God's spirit motivates and challenges us to grow. And he does that numerically, but first it's spiritually. So hopefully as we grow deeper spiritually, the numbers just is a secondary thing, correct? And I believe that we are seeing that. Now we haven't seen an explosive numerical growth but we have seen a constant it really hasn't gone down it's been a constant just like this god's just doing this what i see is a constant development of spiritual growth in our church and our church is you and i and us and we believe that we pray that we discover that we pursue that that spiritual growth inside of us so why do we come to church you come to church because we get to do things together we are experiencing God in new ways together. We have all of these things that we are doing together, together, together. The church is the together. It is not isolated. It is not alone. You are not meant to be alone. You are meant to be with someone. And that someone is the church, the body of Christ. We are meant to be sharing the gifts that are different. The, the gift in you is different than me. The gift in you is different than you. It, it, and it should be celebrated. And not anyone more important. But that all are used in the glory of God. And I hope that all of us are seeking out 
gift that God has given you and wants to use you, and I know that he is. And sometimes those gifts are a little more unseen, and we want to celebrate those and say, God is doing amazing things in your gift and the unseen ones. This is totally off my notes, but I really feel that today is really just about loving the church, right? One of the best compliments that we've ever received, and we've received some good compliments here, um, and I believe they're genuine. And one of them was this. This will always stick out in my mind. Somebody came for the first time and said, wow, it feels like everybody wants to be here. <laughs> That's a good thing. And I was like, you're right. We're ready to worship. We're ready to embrace. We're ready to, to share. We're ready to pray. We're ready to learn. We're ready to grow. And it's fun. And I, I, I look forward to church, and I know you do too. How many of us... Just enjoy coming to church. It's fun. Have you ever been in a setting, and I don't, I don't want to label anything, but just I think there's times where, where church just has lost the joy. I don't want to do that because there's so much to celebrate. And you know what we get to celebrate? Each other. Let's celebrate that God's doing something in you, and he's challenging you, and he's moving in you, and he's providing for you. And he's protecting you and he's speaking to your heart and he's speaking into your mind. And he's bringing comfort where there was no comfort. And he's giving direction where there wasn't direction before. And he's giving peace and he's giving unity and he's blessing marriages. And he's, he's speaking directly into you in new things. And he's, he's revealing himself in, in you in new ways in your mind and in your thoughts. And he's changing the patterns that you've always had before and they're new now. He, he, he's, he's showing you that there's, there's something that's ahead that's, that's better than what was behind He's, he's giving you a new set of eyes of faith that you, you believe in something that is deeply rooted inside that's unseen, but it's coming out now. And you're being able to see the, 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 the faith of, the, uh, of God moving into, and the fruit is beginning to come out. The church is wonderful. And if I'm not careful, I will get emotional about this. I'm passionate about the growth of the church, the people, the deep roots that Jesus is connecting into people in new ways. The new thought patterns, the destructive thought patterns that you had in your life, he's changing that into a new pattern of thinking that brings life. Many times this happens when we're together. I want to encourage you. I want to spur you on. And we have Sunday morning church service on purpose. It's not just a, a, a day that we've always done. It's specific because your week is better when you give it to God first thing. Sunday morning, the beginning of the week, you give it to God and you commit that week to God. Your, your week's going to be better. We come with that perspective. Why do we go to church? Because we're in this together. Hebrews 10, it talks about something that was happening 2,000 years ago. That's no different today. And it's kind of a warning uh, to believers. And it says this, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Let's face it, in Utah, we don't like that word, good works exploited but still we shouldn't neglect it good works is really serving 
Jesus came to serve, his disciples serve, his model of ministry feeds us, the church should serve. I'll get into that a little bit later. Stir each, each other into love, not neglecting meeting together or forsaking the assembly. Now, when I hear that word assemble, I think of the Avengers. Avengers assemble. I think of this as the church, the Avengers assemble is more than just a gathering. They did more than just a group of people, more than just a pile of people coming together and just kind of randomly going about. They had a specific job, a purpose, and they had a job, a job to do, right? It was to defend. It was to attack. It was to uh, protect. And each person was equipped with different tools, Right? And that's when they got the job done. And one Avenger would go, he would get beaten up, and another Avenger would come in and do something else, right? And they'd be able to, to attack together in a group. I know, I'm kind of geeking out here with Avengers. But if you learn something, the church is like the Avengers. But it says, don't, don't try and do it by yourself. Don't forsake. Don't neglect. Don't get into a bad habit. How many of you know there's good habits? And bad habits. You know what bad habits are, basically? Not doing the good habits. We get in a ha- into the habit of not doing. Not just habits of doing, the habits of not doing. If you've ever gotten into the habit of, of not pursuing God together, as in church, you know how isolating that can be, and Satan loves to use your isolation to get to you. Because he knows that you're prone to attacks. Vulnerable to that. And it's always a temptation for us to do it by ourselves. Why? Because the way that he gets us out of church is through distractions. I'm just being real. One of the things I say to people when they first come to know Jesus is be careful of the distractions. Satan will always use distractions. All of a sudden, work comes up. You can't come to church on Sunday. Now you're working Sunday morning shift. I'm not saying your job is from Satan, but we've got to guard and protect, right? Some of you may think that. It's a thorn in the flesh. There's a distraction, you know, and it could be, you know, you're sick, and then all of a sudden it's vacation, and none of this bad. And, and all of a sudden it's this. All I'm saying is there, there can be a pattern that will all of a sudden line up to where you're not able to come meet together, and then after a certain amount of time, it's just, it, it, it's almost uncomfortable to go back to church right i mean it's just true so i tell people when they come to know christ commit to surrounding yourself with believers and being here on sunday mornings it is important it's in, it's important for you spiritually which is my second point why do you go to church because you benefit you can say that i benefit and that's okay it's not selfish to say i'm coming to receive from god on sunday morning because some of us need to get away and rest Jesus was ministering, and he was with a group, some crowds of people, and what did he have to do? What did he have to do? At times, he had to go away from the people and be by himself and pray. So it's okay to come and rest and just spend time with Jesus and be fed. Somebody asked you, why do you go to church? Because I need to be strengthened. Your spiritual soul needs to be strengthened. Some of us wish that there was church every single day so we can be strengthened every day, right? And you kind of feel that need to be strengthened. Sunday morning, without Sunday morning, you're, you're left vulnerable. I'll just say that. So, join with me in, in prayer. When somebody comes forward to receive Christ for the first time, pray with them. Pray for them if you see them, specifically about distractions, because that's the number one thing I see that come in people's lives. 
Satan used kind of the, the practical things to get people away. But you're stronger together. We're stronger. You're being built individually. God strengthens you. He's, he feeds you by the hearing of the word of God that is being preached through worship. He, he strengthens you through resting in worship, through singing in worship, through praising in worship, through praying at the altar time, through praying with one another, through, uh, through confessing, through praise. There's so much that is being strengthened inside of you from kneeling down the altar to um, just being open and honest to reading God's word to insight to just simply being together. How many of you are encouraged just by simply being together with someone else? You know what that is? That's spirit encouraging spirit. Your spirit encourages me. You, we encourage one another. We sharpen one another. How do we sharpen one another? By being with one another. You can't sharpen without the other iron. Iron doesn't sharpen by itself. There's an iron that sharpens. And we kind of use Sunday mornings as a tool to preach, to pray, and to um, sharpen one another. And don't get into the habit of not coming. It's, it's not healthy for you. God is doing many things in us together as one body, as I mentioned before in 1 Corinthians 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, all the members are of the body. Though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews, Greeks, slave free. All were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. We are many members. And I thank God and praise God, and we should be praising God for who is different than us in here. I go to church. Why? This is number three. Go to church because we get to do more together. We get to do the impossible. You see, as we come together, we are able to do things that you can't do on your own. I mean, it's just a simple fact. The last event that we did, we, we served 2,000 people. I'm sorry, as good as you can serve people, you can't serve 2,000 people by yourself. But we can do what is impossible on your end together. You know that scripture verse where Jesus says, Truly, I truly, I say to you that, that who believe in me will do even greater things than I have done? That's such a challenging verse because how can we ever do anything greater than Jesus? Well, you can't by yourself, but together, together we can. Right? The global force of the church moving and operating through the, through the spirit of Jesus himself who lives inside of us is able to do and touch more. It's very, very true. It's the church, it's the body, it's Jesus doing his work. Doing the impossible. Walt Disney said, I kind of like doing the impossible. I love that quote. I think it's good. I think it's healthy for us to think about outside of the practical. We don't serve a practical God. We serve a, a God of the impossible. That's why we pray for impossible things that are not possible on our own. In specifically reaching our community. I went to Arkansas and the pastor there that I was with, Pastor Rod Lloyd, wonderful guy. I was in one of the meetings with the other pastors there. And he said, yeah, this is uh, Seth. He's a pastor in Utah. And that's kind of an impossible place. And I mean, I said, I love to do the impossible because God is doing something impossible here in far west, right? And we're not, we're not just, can I just say something else? This is kind of a free sermon today. We're not just here defending darkness, spiritual darkness. We're attacking it. You see, Jesus told us, you know, to take up the armor. And what comes with the armor is the sword. The sword is not what defends you. That's the shield of faith. The sword is the word of God that we use to attack. So we are on the offensive, and we are fighting back. We are tackling. We are going forward. And we're not just standing ground. We are pushing back. 
by the word of God that is being preached together. And as we are doing the impossible by going out to the community and being available, you see, Jesus also said, they'll know, the, they'll know that you are uh, my disciples. Why? Because of your love. We don't go with a bullhorn and out there just preaching on the street corner. And I hope you don't ever do that. I think that's a good idea. But we go out and we love on the community. We simply share the love. We say, this is for you. We spend thousands of dollars so that we can just simply love. It takes money to show this video, show the movies. We have to buy the licenses for that. We have to set up the screen. We have to serve all this food. We do that for people. Why do we do that? Why is that an investment? It's so that the community knows that we're not trying to gain anything else other than to just to show love. And when you show love... People respond to love. If we continue to be a loving church, there will be a loving response. So you know what's happened after the three, four years that we've been doing this? Just finally now, we are seeing people come because it's taking a commitment. Sometimes people need to be proven that you love them, right? So you need to take that time to prove that you love the community. Just now, we are beginning to reap a harvest of just making our presence available, saying, hey, when you need us, we're here. So people remember when they're in that, 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 that crisis, they say, oh, you know what? I haven't never been to church. I didn't know anything about God, but I know a church. Guess where they're going to go? And walk through that door. And guess who's going to love them? That's the church. We're able to do the impossible. You know what's interesting about the impossible? <laughs> it has to be believed that it's possible before it can be done. You know, a, an airplane is made... 100% of non-flying parts? When it's put together is when it does the impossible. The church was put together by God so that you and I can do something that is outside of our own strength. And we begin to operate in a greater strength together. What is that that we're called to do that's impossible? Reach the world. I believe it's possible. What's our world? It's far west. It's this place. You know, a lot of churches, and it's not bad. This is just a different DNA that we have. Um, support a lot of missionaries. We don't support a lot of missionaries. We support too substantially. And we give to missions. Foreign. But we also believe that this church is planted in here as a mission church. And I believe that we are directly in a mission field. And I'll tell you, we are seeing the most amazing fruit coming through those church doors. I have never experienced. My dad was a pastor. We've been in Utah for 25 years. Is that right? Something like that. 1993, I don't even know. Um, and that's, uh, he, was, he was a pastor. And it's amazing to be in church planting this long. And it's never been the way that it is right now. God has prepared the harvest from the shoulders of those faithful preachers before. And now God is beginning to reveal and open up hearts and minds into a, a new realization of a relationship with Jesus. And they are searching and looking for a place that preaches Jesus. And you know who preaches Jesus? You do. Amen. You know who shows the love of God? You do. So when they come in here, they're going to see Jesus. They're going to feel Jesus. They're going to know Jesus because he's in you. And in us, together, we are able to reach further and farther than what we could ever do by ourselves. Many of us aren't that bold to go by ourselves on the street and begin to just talk to people individually about God. It's, not just, it's just not in our nature, it's not in our personality to do that. Some of us are. 
It's not really in some of our nature to go up to somebody in the grocery store and just begin to say, do you know Jesus? Some of us, it's in our nature, right? But when we come together, even the most introverted person can be a process of making disciples and reaching and going into the community, right? Because we're together, we're stronger, and we are able to have a bigger voice and a confidence together. We need each other. Because there's a mission that Jesus has called us to do. It's the great commission. And the operative word there is go. And if we don't go, who will he? Who will hear? Who will know? Unless there is one that is sent that will go. Who is it? It's you and I together, not by ourselves. You benefit. We benefit. The world benefits. That's why we come here. That's why we're here. Is the church. You and I come together to be strengthened. Not to just defend darkness in your life, but to fight it by the power of Jesus. Not by yourself, but together, bearing one another's burden, spurring each other on, not neglecting the gift of each other. And the power of the Holy Spirit operates and moves. I want us to stand together. And I want to close with a challenge and a charge. This is for us. And I, and, and I know you feel the same way I do, that us is really family. And the closer we get together, the more that we are transparent, are open and honest about our relationship with God, with our family, our struggles, the closer we're going to be. God has designed the church to be that so that we worship in spirit and truth. The truth thrives, I mean, the spirit of God thrives in truth. And His spirit is there with us. So I have a challenge and a charge for us to verbalize. And this is about us. This is about New Life Northview. And if you're a visitor, you can just listen because I believe in taking commitments. I believe in voicing to the enemy what he needs to hear. And the church, New Life Northview, is constantly under attack. And that's the church, this body of believers. That's all of us in many different ways and shapes and forms. And I believe in the, 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 the move of New Life Northview. And I, I'm so thankful to be a part of something that is... I don't have the adequate word. That is expressing, that is willing to receive from God a genuine spirit a genuine touch of his spirit I think we're there I think we're just I think we're there as a church we're just looking for that would you agree I, th- I think I think we're there I don't think we're here to blow smoke. I don't think there's anybody here that's just filling a seat. I just don't believe that about our church. Because I know you. And I know that you're here for a purpose. And you're here for for intention. I've got this little illustration and I have a challenge for us. In a museum at Greenfield Village, Detroit, Michigan, there's a huge steam locomotive. 
Beside this complicated piece of machinery is a sign showing a boiler pressure, size and number of wheels, horsepower, lengths, weight, and more. The bottom line indicates that 96% of the power generated was moved was used to move the locomotive and only 4% was left to pull the load. Our church is not just the moving itself, but we are here to carry a load. And there's a load in our community that is heavy. There's a load that's in here that has carried the weight by all of us. There's a load of darkness that's fighting at your family. And I think sometimes in our fear, we keep it to ourselves. Because maybe we just don't even want to voice it. But I think that here, when we voice that, and we come together, we share the load. And that tool that God uses, the Holy Spirit, that locomotive is increased with power and is able to carry the load that we can't carry. That's the church. So every time that somebody comes through those doors, they're bringing a load with them. I want you to know that. They're, they're bringing a spiritual darkness with them, but this light that is in Jesus and you is going to expel the darkness inside of them, right? And reveal the secret things inside of them. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The power of the church is the power of God inside of you and us together. This is our church. I have this challenge for us. So I'm going to ask you to use your vocal cords today. You ready? We've been doing a lot of listening, but we're going to do some vocal training today. All of us together are in agreement. And we are going to take this challenge for us, those of us who are ready to make this our church. The church is ours when we take this challenge. So, I have a few challenges, um, and Sean, if you put these on there, it might be different, so just uh, maybe not put them on there. Um, but I'm going to read this. There's about eight charges, and then uh, just repeat after me. You ready? So don't give up at number seven. Stay strong, because I know it's a lot, but it's a good, healthy reminder for us. Here we go. You ready? This is my church. It is composed of people different than me. I will celebrate in honor God and others before myself. The church will be friendly because I'm friendly. The church will serve because I am willing to serve. The church will be kind. Because I'm willing to be kind. This church will be loving. Because I'm loving. The church will be encouraging. Because I'm willing to protect it. And people will come. Because I'm willing to bring them. With God's help. I will make this place. New Life Northview. A place of honor and truth in worship. Last one. I commit to loving God and others and viewing this church people as my family. 
I want our... I just want to read this scripture verse and then we're going to close in prayer together. Colossians 3.16 Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I'm just, I'm just speaking this over you. Over your heart. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Let's pray. God, we commit ourselves to you. We thank you. We commit to thanking you for all the blessings that you have provided for us. God, we ask that you go before our church family, New Life Northview, prepare the way Give us direction and insights. We ask for your favor. We ask for your unique gifts into this church to be developed. We ask for protection and unity as we move as one body that is different and diverse. We ask for a spirit of love that just dives deeper inside of us, creating roots that are rooted in your word. And a foundation there where we are linked together as a force that is strong, that fights back Satan and his attacks. And we ask God that you will open the doors that only you can open. And God, that you will give a spiritual wisdom to see those open doors. Close the doors that need to be closed in the name of Jesus. Give us faith so in those times when the doors are closed that we can celebrate you and still praise you. I commit every single person in here into your hands, into your arms of love. And as we embrace one another, let us be reminded that we are being embraced and we are embracing you. In Jesus' name, we ask for your power over this church and protection. In Jesus' name, we said together, amen, amen.